Welcome to Blessings of Christ. I'm Scott Roberts. We are also the Church of Christ, preaching the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, of he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. The Church of Christ is scriptural name, Romans 16:16, 16, 16. scriptural in origin, Colossians 1:18, scriptural in doctrine, 1 Timothy 4:16, and scriptural in practice, James 1 and 22. Our lesson today is a uh, two-part lesson by Joey Fox from Beattyville, Kentucky. He's given us a, um, a study on service, our service to God. And as we read in Philippians 2, starting in verse 5, we are told that we must serve God faithfully. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. We hope that you enjoy the lesson today and please like us on Facebook. Thank you. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. Very deeply stained within, Savior, rise no more. But the master of the sea,
And no, we're not going to go through the worship service, but it kind of contains that too. But we're going to talk about service in general. How we serve one another and how we serve in our everyday lives. You know, there's a lot of people that go to service for the country and I appreciate those people and I'm very thankful that they're willing to do that or have done that. Not something that I would ever want to do, but uh, they have done that. But this is service in our sense. And a definition of service is, in a general sense, labor of the body or of the body and mind performed at the command of a superior or pursuance of duty or for the benefit of another. You know, this service that we do, it's to benefit the Lord. We're supposed to be serving Him. It benefits us and our souls, yes, but it's to benefit Him and to bring praise and glory to His name. If you'll turn with me to Romans chapter 12 and verse 1 and 2, it says, I beseech you, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. He says, this is our reasonable service. Lit, uh, making our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. That's the only service that He'll take, is if we are holy and acceptable unto God. So we're going to look at service, and we're going to use each letter here. Uh, I thought we'd take the time to look at each letter a little bit. So with the S in service, we're going to look at sacrifice. Sacrifice is the act of giving up something valued for the sake of something else regarded as more important or worthy. Well, we have to sacrifice in this lifetime. We have, may have to sacrifice, well, you know, we talk about sacrifice and what we should do and how we should be. We may have to give up some things that this world has to offer, but we're not going to have to sacrifice a whole lot. But we do sacrifice. We show forth the Lord's death on this day, and so I looked at it in this vein. In 2 Kings chapter 17, verse 36, it says, But the Lord, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt with great power and a stretched out arm, him shall ye fear, and him shall ye worship, and to him shall ye do sacrifice. He's the one we should do our sacrifice to. He's the one that we should be sacrificing our lives for. He sacrificed for us. Here in Second uh, Kings, he's talking about bringing those up out of Egypt. And what did they do? They did nothing but transgress and do disobedience, even though he brought them up out of the land of Egypt. In Psalms chapter 54, verse 6, it says, I will freely sacrifice unto thee, I will praise 
thy name, O Lord, for it is good. It is good to do sacrifice to the Lord. And then in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 5, it says, Ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to be offered up spiritual to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. He's the only one that we can go through. Jesus Christ. He's the one that made this plan that we can go by. He is our ultimate sacrifice. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 through 8, it says, Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. We have to have sincerity and truth to be the sacrifice that He would have us to be. Sincerity and truth. Are we sincerely in this that we're doing? Are we sincerely here today to worship Him in spirit and truth? And do we have the truth? It's my obligation to preach the truth, yes. But it's your obligation to make sure that I do that. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1 and 2, it says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given Himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. That sweet-smelling Savior. He did this so that we might have that plan that we talk about. In Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15 and 16, it says, By Him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to His name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Do good and communicate. Forget not. And the fruit of our lips. You know, sometimes our lips get in our way. You know, we say things and do things that we shouldn't. We let that get in our way. But he says, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to His name. Do we thank Him on a daily basis that we was able to get up and breathe the air that we can breathe and uh, that He give us the things that we have need of? You know, that's something that I dare say that some people don't even think about that when they get out of the bed in the morning. Uh, whether He gave them the air to breathe, uh, much less the food and the, the clothing that are on their backs. So and we'll talk about that a little bit more later. He says in Ephesians, uh, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 17, it says, Yea, and if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. Can he say that about our service? Can he say that about us? Paul talking to the Philippians here, he said, I joy and rejoice with you all. Because they had the kind of service that, that He required, that the Lord requires. Can He say that about us and our service to Him? And then in Philippians chapter 4, verse 18, it says, 
But I have all and abound. I am full and have received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Their sacrifices were acceptable. Their, their things that they were doing were acceptable. Are ours, the things that we do from day to day, are they acceptable to the Lord? Are we making that sacrifice that He would have us to make? So then, we're going to look at, are we examining ourselves? Well, to examine, and with each one of these, I'm going to give you the definition and kind of my thought behind that definition. But it says, examine is to inspect someone or something in detail to determine the nature or condition. Investigate thoroughly. Do we examine ourselves thoroughly? Investigate whether we are doing what Christ would have us to do. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5, it says, Examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not that your own selves, how that Christ, Jesus Christ, is in you, except you be reprobate. And that word, it eludes me every time, so I wrote it in parentheses. What is a reprobate? Well, that's a wicked person. Somebody that's not doing what God would have, have them to do. Know you not your own selves? Do we know our own selves? Do we look within ourselves and examine? In Psalms chapter 26 and verse 2, it says, Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. He's going to, the devil is going to try us. The Lord won't try us. The devil is going to out there try us. He's trying to get us to walk away. And just like we talked about in Bible study in chapter 6 of Matthew, it says we can't hold on to one and the other. We either serve God or we don't. There isn't, that's cut and dry. It's either we are or we are not. There is no in-between. And then in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 28 and 29, it says, But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. When we partake of the Lord's Supper, do we take that time? I know... It seems sometimes that we're rushed, that we're ready to get out because it's the last thing that we do. But are we taking the time to put our remembrance on the Lord and His suffering for us? That we are doing this worthily, that we eat of that bread, that we're not eating and drinking unworthy, that we've done everything that He's asked us to do, and that we are having our mind centered upon Him and the things that He has done for us. I dare say that sometimes that I don't because you walk through the motions. Sometimes it seems. But we need to be doing that. Doing what God would have us to do. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, we talked about it in Bible study this morning. It says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. If we put Him first, we examine ourselves and we put Him in there first, all these things will be added unto us. The things that we have need of. And then 
in John chapter 27 and verse 24, it says, Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Well, we may not look, we may look on something and think that it's all, the awfulest thing we've ever seen. We better investigate and make sure what we're looking at. And he says, judge righteous judgments. And you have to go by what the law, what the Lord says and what he would have us do. Then the next thing that I thought about after we examine and look at things, I thought we better remember. You know, this day is a remembrance. Uh, remembrance of his death and suffering on the cross. And today is a remembrance of our mothers. We should remember our mothers every day. But, you know, today is the world's way of remembering mothers. But to remember is having or able to bring to one's mind an awareness of someone or something that one has seen, known, or experienced in the past. Well, I've been coming to the services here for many, many years. I better be remembering the things that I've been taught. You know, putting to remember, it's putting into my mind, you know, I really do wish that I had to put to my mind the scriptures back in the old days. I can quote scriptures sometimes, but you see this morning, I can't remember well enough that I don't have to write it down. It, well, I didn't write it down. I copied it down. But at any rate, I had to copy it down so I know what it says. And that is remembering, putting their mind to it. Now, a lot of people at my work will say, you know that part number? And they'll say, rattle off something, and I'll go, yep, I know. It's so-and-so and so now, but I don't know how you remember that stuff. Well, if we put our mind to it, we can remember a lot of things. A lot of things. In Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 1, it says, Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth. While the days, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. We better remember him while we have time, when we're young, and put that to, to heart. This book that we have laid before us this morning, that we'll remember him when we get old too, and be continuing in his word. In Revelation chapter 2 and verse 5, it says, Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first work. Or else I will come upon thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou, except thou repent. He's talking to the seven churches of Asia. One of the seven churches of Asia here, he says, Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen. We get better go back and figure out where we fell away if we're not doing that which God would have us to do. Remember, for he's going to remove our candlestick. And then in verse in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 3, it says, Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, 
and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. He, he'll come on us when we're not aware, friends. It's just like uh, Robert Jr. He didn't know yesterday that he was going to die. No. But guess what? He came in an air when he wasn't looking. That he was out riding horses. He didn't know that. Otherwise, he'd have been prepared for that and tried to save himself. But guess what? He come on him. That's just one example. There are many examples in the world of people that got up, got in their cars, or, or maybe they didn't even get up. They expected to get up the next day and did not do that. But they got up to go someplace and didn't make it to where they had planned to go. That can happen to all of us. So now remember, we need to put that to our memory. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 5 through 6, it says, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned love, unfeigned faith that is in me, which dwellest first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and am persuaded that in thee also. Wherefore, put thee in, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Paul speaking to Timothy here, he says, stirring him up, putting him in remembrance and stirring him up of the gift of God. Do we think about that gift that's within us? We've been able, those that are members of the church, we've been able to obey and become members of His church. Are we continuing to remember that and, and, and put that to our remembrance? And are we persuaded that we can do the things that God has asked us to do? In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 14, it says, Of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. We don't need to strive about words. We need to be obeying and subverting the hearers that we're putting them in remembrance of what God has said unto them. And put them in remembrance of Him suffering and dying on the cross. That they might become what we would have them be. Or those that have walked away, that they might come back in full repentance. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 24 and 25 it says, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take ye, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner he took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my body, this do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. That's what's sitting before us this morning. The, the bread and the cup. We're supposed to do that in remembrance of Him. Put in our mind in remembrance of what the Lord has done for us. And then in Jude chapter 1 and verse 5, it says, I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew, knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. He said, put them in remembrance of that. Those people came out of the land of Egypt. They came out of suffering. But yet, He destroyed them that believed not. 
even after he brought them out of the land of Egypt, even after he had helped them in that way. We better be remembered as part of our service. Well, then, the next thing that I thought about is vigilant. Being vigilant. Vigilant is keeping careful watch for possible danger or difficulties. Do, are we vigilant? Do we think about the difficulties or, or the dangers that may be false? That don't mean to worry. <laughs> you can worry about a lot of things, but we're not worrying. We're just looking out for one another. We're watching. Well, in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 5, it says, Well, watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof thy ministry. That's what this service is. We're trying to make it as foolproof as possible because guess what? In that day of judgment, he's going to look at their service and say, I don't know you if you have not done what he said. Depart from me. And there's going to be many people there and it's, you can go to Matthew chapter 7 and there's going to be many people there that's going to say, Lord, Lord, have we not done all these things? And he's going to say, depart. I never knew. But on the other side, for those that have done and put a service together that is full proof, he's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful. Enter thou into the joys of my Lord. That's what we want to hear. In 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, it says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. The devil's out there. We know that. Us that are members of the church. If you're not a member, you may not know that. But he's out there. And he's seeking whom he may devour. Because he wants those that are not members. He wants those that are members. He wants to put any excuse in the way to devour in Matthew chapter 26 and verse 41, it says, Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. This old flesh is weak. It'll always be weak. But we got to put our minds that our spirit indeed is willing. we got to be willing in spirit. In our minds, we got to be strong enough to endure it. And he says to watch and pray. Prayer is a powerful thing. If we will watch for these difficulties, these being vigilant of these difficulties and these dangers, and pray, he'll be with us. He'll be right there with us and help us. In Matthew chapter.